I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode where we're going to be looking into polycystic ovarian syndrome and particularly whether polycystic ovarian syndrome could be an autoimmune disease. Now it is categorised as an endocrine disorder but when we look at these types of conditions you can see there are many similarities with autoimmune diseases and that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So even if you don't have a diagnosis of polycystic ovarian syndrome, I will be covering some things today about autoimmune diseases generally that may be helpful for you if you do have a diagnosed autoimmune disease. There are over 80 different types of autoimmune diseases that can impact multiple organs, tissues, and our cells, and they can become systemic as well. So we see systemic conditions like psoriasis that we find flaring up on the skin, and we have systemic scleroderma where we end up with scar tissue and, and, and collagen buildup in different parts of the body. There's lots of different autoimmune diseases. Really, it is very hard to officially determine a new autoimmune disease condition because there's not always a specific test that is going to tell us that we have a certain autoimmune disease. They have found that there are some what we call autoantibodies, so those antibodies that do attack self-tissue in autoimmune disease that can be tested. But a lot of the time when we're getting diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, it's as much to do with our symptoms as the biochemistry. And we have to bring those two things together when we're working with our doctors and our doctor will diagnose an autoimmune disease on that basis. And this is something that I looked into a lot when I was studying for my dissertation, when I was looking into vasculitis. And as part of my dissertation, I was working with some patients at the hospital. Each person that had vasculitis presented in a different way. Uh, so it's not always that clear cut, especially with the more systemic type of autoimmune diseases uh, rather than the organ specific autoimmune diseases. For example, when somebody has a certain type of hair loss, so uh, when they have a circular patch of hair loss, um, and there are other things that a dermatologist can test, but they will know that that is localized and that can be diagnosed as alopecia areata. So that's a little bit more straightforward than most autoimmune diseases. Now, with polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is often referred to as PCOS, I am seeing that quite frequently in my clinic, which is when I start seeing something 
pop up time and time again when I'm working with my clients, then I often think, well, where's the link here? I'm seeing all my clients have autoimmune disease, but there's quite a high amount of people who are coming to me with PCOS as well. And that always makes me think, so what are the similarities here? And that's why I decided to explore the concept of PCOS as an autoimmune disease. And as I said, it is not an autoimmune disease, but it's quite interesting to see the similarities between PCOS and autoimmune disease. And what I would say is it really comes down to the root causes of our autoimmune conditions. That's what I look at when I'm working with a client. I'm looking at their gut health, I'm looking at their hormone health, I'm looking at their blood sugar regulation, because really once you fix those things, you can find that your symptoms quickly improve, and that certainly happened for me in my health journey. So if you haven't come across PCOS before, it's estimated to affect more than 10% of women at the reproductive age. A female ends up producing an abnormal amount of male sex hormones. And the reason that it has its name, polycystic ovarian syndrome, is because what they do find is there are small cysts on the ovaries of people with PCOS. But just so you know that you don't always have to have the cysts to be diagnosed with PCOS. Now, a lot of women will find that they have PCOS in their 20s and 30s because that is when you might start trying for a baby and you might be focusing more on your fertility. What can happen with PCOS is you can end up with having difficulties with your fertility as a result of this buildup of of male sex hormones in the body. And some of the symptoms might be an irregular period. Sometimes you find that you have some weight gain, thinning hair, and that's just to name a few. So let's look at the similarities between PCOS and autoimmune disease. So let's explore this together. There are many underlying factors with autoimmune disease and PCOS. We know that eating an unhealthy diet with lots of processed foods and sugar and unhealthy fats can certainly contribute to it. Stress is a huge factor. So living in a chronically stressed state can certainly affect both autoimmune diseases and PCOS. And not giving yourself enough time to rest and sleep can lead to the development of these conditions. Um, So I feel that if you are the type of person who is really devoted to their job, but then has lots of activities on a weekend and is doing lots of things on evenings, socialising and getting up early for a, a fitness class in the morning, then it may be worth rethinking your priorities if you've started with these types of symptoms because that can put such a burden on the body. You really do need that restoration time and I'm learning that as well because I love what I do. I've got so many ideas and things that I want to share with people, but At the end of the day, I need to rest because I will end up burning out if I don't prioritise that. And it's something that I see as a, a thing I'm doing. Otherwise, I won't do it because I'll feel like I'm being lazy. And you're not being lazy. It's really important to do this. So one of the similarities between PCOS and autoimmune disease is autoantibodies. Because I have found autoantibodies present in both PCOS and autoimmune disease. So what's an autoantibody? Well, as I mentioned earlier, an autoantibody is an antibody that your body creates and it's an antibody against something in inside of you. <laughs> and it, that can either be a specific organ, it can be to do with 
a chemical that you might produce, a receptor on a cell. There are lots of different autoantibodies that we produce. You can have autoantibodies against your own DNA, against your thyroid glands, against your hair follicles. There's lots of different autoantibodies that the body can produce. And there are various different reasons or hypothesis for why this happens, which I'm not going to be talking about on today's podcast. But these autoantibodies can be an early detection sign for both PCOS and autoimmune disease. And the interesting thing is that most people will have some autoantibodies in their body. And it's only when you have kind of a triggering event or you're in an inflammatory state that they can almost get switched on. And that's when we end up developing symptoms of autoimmune disease. So if you are getting tested for autoantibodies with your doctor, it doesn't always mean that you're going to go on to develop an autoimmune disease or PCOS, but it is quite a good thing to focus in on if that has come out in a test result that you might want to be a bit proactive just in case. But a lot of the time people will have these autoantibodies in their body and they won't be causing them any concern at that moment in time. Um, But some of the ones that you can get tested at the doctors are the anti-nuclear antibody, which you may have heard of ANA, or the anti-thyroid antibody. You can get these tested at your doctors and these are both seen to be present in PCOS and autoimmune disease. They are the hallmark of an autoimmune disease when you have these present, but that wouldn't be enough to diagnose an autoimmune disease. You really do need to have the symptoms and sometimes other factors to get a diagnosis of autoimmune disease based on having those autoantibodies present. One of the interesting things about PCOS is that insulin resistance is definitely a driving force in the production of these male sex hormones. And that's because when insulin builds up in the bloodstream, it can lead to the creation of more of these androgens, which are these building blocks of our, of the male hormones in our body. And women produce this as well. And insulin resistance is when your cells have stopped responding to the hormone insulin. Now, what does insulin do? Well, it's really important that your cells respond to insulin because when insulin is fired into the bloodstream from the pancreas, it helps your cells store any sugar that you've eaten, which means that you haven't got these spikes uh, in your blood sugar and it keeps everything nice and stable. That's in a healthy body. But what can happen for various reasons is your cells develop a resistance to the hormone insulin. So when it is present, they don't respond. So you have a buildup of sugar, but you have a buildup of insulin as well. And a lot of people will get tested for their blood sugar, um, but they don't always get tested for their insulin. And it's really insulin that can drive conditions like PCOS. But also insulin resistance is seen in autoimmune diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis and systemic lupus and others because when you are inflamed you are more likely to be insulin resistant and we know that in autoimmune disease there is often chronic inflammation present. When we have this insulin resistance so when your cells are not able to store that sugar as fat in your cells but as that insulin increases 
in your bloodstream, it increases the production of these androgenic hormones, which then start to disrupt the ovulation process. And that's why people with PCOS find that they do have fertility issues because that ovulation process is absolutely key um, to having a baby. In autoimmune disease, the inflammation itself will drive the insulin resistance. And there is a rare autoimmune disease called type B insulin resistance. And the interesting thing here is that condition targets the insulin receptors and that causes insulin resistance at the cellular level. So it's interesting to think about what mechanisms are involved with PCOS and autoimmune disease and whether it could be that they have similar mechanisms that create either the PCOS or autoimmune disease and it just shows that there is that similarity there. Research is still evolving of what causes insulin resistance in PCOS and it could be that it is to do with an autoimmune reaction so we need to keep a look on the research and see if there is any link there because if that is a cause of PCOS then taking an approach that you would take with an autoimmune disease could be helpful as a therapy. Now I've mentioned a few times a bit about inflammation but in PCOS they have found in studies that there is this low-grade systemic inflammation in people who have PCOS and as I mentioned before in autoimmune disease there is often a kind of switched on inflammatory response which has almost become out of control and we need to bring it back to make it tolerant again. So with both conditions, we know that inflammation is driving those symptoms. Now inflammation, remember, isn't always bad. We need that when we're healing from injury and responding uh, to infections that we might come into contact with, but it's when that inflammation keeps on going and becomes chronic that it can create a problem in the body. So we need to understand what is driving that systemic inflammation it always goes back to the root cause so somebody might have PCOS somebody else might have systemic lupus but they both might have systemic inflammation and the result of that we need to know well what is driving that and it's going to be different for everyone is it the gut microbiome is it that they've got a high viral load could they be exposed to chemicals and toxins have they got a lot of chronic stress or stress in their life that that might be driving inflammation in the body. And really by focusing on that and dealing with the root of the issue can help resolve those symptoms in both PCOS and autoimmune disease. And I've certainly seen that in my clinic when I've been working with clients. I always go back to the fact that does it matter if PCOS is an autoimmune disease or not? It is, as I said, categorized as an endocrine disorder. But when I'm working with clients with these types of conditions, I want to, I'm working with them, I'm not working with the condition. And that's why we always explore what might be underlying here. Is it to do with blood sugar regulation? Is it to do with the gut health? Um, and a really great place to start, I think, when it comes to a condition like PCOS, is to look at their hormones. And that's why I run the Dutch Plus hormone panel in my clinic because that gives you such a lovely insight into what is actually going on at that at the hormone level but not only that we have obviously we've got three different types of estrogen testosterone progesterone and cortisol understanding when we're detoxifying those hormones out of the body they have a process where they turn into metabolites and those metabolites actually take a lot of action in the body as well. 
And what the Dutch Plus Hormone Panel gives you insight into is which pathway your body favours when it comes to producing those metabolites. And the great thing is that when we know what your body favours, we can adapt your diet or bring in certain foods and supplements to help with that. And I would always say if you're doing those types of testing to work with a practitioner who can guide you on that and guide you on the right foods for you. Because when it comes to, to hormones in particular, it is really key to know your current baseline because there's lots of advice out there about what foods you should eat to help produce healthy estrogen or foods to eat for progesterone or what we need to do to improve our testosterone. But you need to know what your balance currently is so that you know which things to focus in on because without that insight you could actually be causing more of a problem uh, with what you are doing so I just always say that and that's why today I'm not specifically talking about nutrition for hormones because I think it really depends on where you're coming from and where your balance is at the moment because from a hormonal perspective the balance is absolutely key. So what do you think? Do you think PCOS could be an autoimmune disease? Why don't you pop over to my Instagram account and let me know. My Instagram account is at the Autoimmunity Nutritionist and I also have my free Facebook group, the Autoimmunity Community on Facebook if you'd like to join us over there. But thanks so much for listening today. If you want me to cover any subject for you on the podcast, then please let me know and I'd really appreciate a review as well if you get the chance to do that. So have a wonderful day and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.